Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I have a very special guest today, uh, Max Keller. Uh, Max is a best-selling author, investor, entrepreneur, national speaker, uh, Max knows how to create success. Uh, he went from being a full-time high school math teacher to create multiple successful real estate and marketing businesses. He has published multiple books and currently licensees his lead generation system to real estate professionals all over the country. So that's why I'm excited to get Max on here. I'm sure he's going to deliver a lot of good content. So welcome to the show, Max. Appreciate you being on. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, Max, man, tell us a little bit how you got started and, um, you know, what's your journey now, what you're currently working on? Yeah, so, you know, this business is all about getting deals. And if we don't have leads coming in for motivated sellers, we really just don't have a business. And so I've kind of focused on that area. Um, When I got started in this business, I was just trying to make a little bit of side income. I wasn't trying to um, I wasn't trying to do this full time, but I kind of got bit by the, you know, the real estate bug. Cause I mean, you can make good money, passive income in real estate, but you can also really increase your active income. So on my first deal, I was still coaching and, um, I was a track coach. I, I coached the sprinters in uh, middle school. I didn't, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, had, I had some students cool. go to a college, Isaiah McBride. He did great. He was one of my best sprinters. And, um, I really enjoyed that. I like being competitive. And I needed to just make more income because I love being, you know, a coach and I love being a math teacher, but my pay was just kind of locked in. You know, I, I could only make so much. I went and got my master's. It's just locked in. I needed my family was growing. So I, I looked at real estate and I started wholesaling, made about 16 grand on my first wholesale deal, which was about four months of teacher pay. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I can do this again. And then I did it again. And then, um, you know, I quit my job. And then in the last five years that I've been full-time, yeah, I flipped about 120 houses. I've written up um, uh, like four or five books and I've really focused on lead generation because like I said, without that, whether you're part-time or full-time, it's, it's not a business, you know, it's just a dream. It's just a hope. And we want it to actually be real and money in your bank account and the single most valuable skill there is is lead generation. I didn't really figure that out until later, you know, probably about 2017, my market started getting real, real competitive. Hedge funds were coming in. You know, a lot of people were paying a lot of big money for these houses. And I just had to kind of figure out like, okay, I don't have enough marketing budget to like work with every single person. I mean, if I sent a postcard to every homeowner in my whole city, um, I couldn't even come close to send you know, everybody just one postcard and one postcard is not really good marketing. So I had to kind of drill it down and you can drill it down by location or you can drill it down by more targeting. And so for me, I just made a list of like who I actually wanted to work with. You know, this is like my life. This is my business. You can do a lot of things to make money, but if you're miserable, you're not going to want to do it very long. 
so I wanted to work with people who, um, you know, they, they saw me as like a trusted guide. Like they really wanted my help. They weren't arguing with me, like, you know, about what the comps are in their neighborhood. They saw me as the person who was, you know, there to help them. You know, so that was like criteria number one. Criteria number two was I wanted to work on just high profit deals. It takes about the same amount of time to do a skinny deal as a high profit deal. So I was like, I just want to do more of those. I don't, I'm not worried about how many deals I do. I just want to do profitable deals. And then kind of the last condition was I want to have fun. You know, when I was coaching, when I was teaching math, it was fun, but it's like, I'm not having fun with the sellers that I was working with. And the, my, like I said, my marketing, I was trying pretty much every method of marketing and, you know, they just, the, the ROI got lower and lower every year. So kind of, I saw a pattern. Most of my deals didn't meet all three criteria, but the ones that did, it was pretty obvious, um, you know, what the pattern was. They were seniors. And so right. I was like, okay, let's, let, let's figure out how to get more of those folks. And so that's kind of what I did next. So let, let's go back because you made a, a very, very great point that a lot of people, whether you knew or been in this business for a while, which they don't understand. We are in a marketing business. We are not really in a real estate business. If you don't have no consistent leads coming in, your business is practically dead. And that's how some people, that's how I was before. I, I didn't have, I'll make some money, I'll close some deals. And then I had to start all over again. I didn't have that lead generation that you're talking about. So fast forward to now, um, I'm sure you probably spent a lot of money testing, beta testing, trying to figure out how, what made you, what, 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 what light bulb went off and said, Hey, this is how I got to set this up and find that specific niche. Like what light bulb went off from you yeah. like, uh, to get you into that, that groove. Yeah. To find the niche, the light bulb was, um, I just was really sick of it. I was just going to quit. I was like, you know, I'm better off being happy and going back to teaching than I am being miserable working with people that need me to bail them out of jail so they can go to a closing and one minute they're happy. Then the next minute they're screaming at me saying, don't ever call me again. Hmm. If you put a flyer on my door, I'm going to sue you. You know, I just didn't want to do that. I know there's some folks who do that. That's cool. I just didn't want to. So for me, I just, selfishly just wanted to be happy and make money, which I think most people, you know, want to do that. I didn't know exactly how to get more of these seniors. I knew seniors was the ticket. You know, it's the fastest growing demographic. Those folks need a lot of help. Uh, my grandma raised me, you know, my parents did too, but I mean, she helped a lot. She took care of me. So I didn't have to go to daycare. And then I took care of her. You know, I got her groceries. I paid her bills. I, um, you know, well, I mean, it's her money, but you know, like I did all that stuff, you know, I drove her to church so I've always been real close to seniors. You know, if you look at my pictures growing up, there's like my, my friends and then like all my grandma's friends are at my birthday parties. So that's just how I lived. And I think the people, people can feel your authenticity. And so if you're trying to just, you know, be fake or, or just do something just for the money, but act like you care, people can figure that out. You know, right. unfortunately I didn't have to act. Like I said, I love these seniors. The problem was, is I was in their living rooms for like four hours answering all the questions they had because they've been living at these homes for like 40 or 50 years. You know, some of them were the original owners of these houses and, you know, the spouse died and they just need like a ton of help and they're not rich. You know, they don't have like a CPA. They don't have a tax planning attorney. They got maybe a little pension, a little social security, 
And it was just basically like my grandma. The only difference is I was there to help her, but a lot of these people don't have anybody to help. Matter of fact, a lot of these folks, um, these senior homeowners, you know, their kids are, they actually make it harder. Um, they don't even, not, not only do they not help, they're moochers, you know, or, um, or they're not helping at all. So I kind of was inspired by uh, Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University. Yeah, I went yeah. through it when I was a teacher. And then I taught it a couple of times at our church. And I noticed that people from all backgrounds were coming in, you know, all income levels, you know, dog groomer, attorney, I mean, everybody. And I know, so I knew there was a lot of need out there for that education. So they, I, so I was trying to figure out how to educate and teach people in my just normal process. And that was working. Like I said, it wasn't very duplicatable. So the, the idea that I got that turned into this whole totally different way, the most effective way to market for leads I've ever found, period, was I actually got it from a motivated seller. So I was at the house in Richland Hills, Texas. I was buying this house and um, from the dad, and he helped him move into kind of like a in-between assisted living and independent living. And uh, the kids were there. They're like in their 50s. And, you know, some of them were emotional because, you know, it's tough. You know, it's the family house. They grew up there, but they know that this is the best move and they need to do something. And one of the daughters there at the closing was like, you know, you've helped our family out a ton. You know a lot about how this whole process works. We never found anybody else like this that could help us. You should write a book about this. And I'll tell you what, that was one of the weirdest things that has ever come out of anybody's mouth towards me. Like in high school, I probably would have been least likely not only to write a book, but probably read a book. Like there's like, I didn't read, I'm dyslexic. I really struggled to read. And when I got into real estate, I noticed people were reading. And so I got a coach. She helped me read better. So I was reading by then like quite a bit, but um, writing a book, I was like, uh, huh, what? I just like, didn't understand it at all. But then I looked into it and I was like, you know, that's actually a pretty good idea because I know people who have written a book and and it worked really well for them. And I was like, for their marketing, I was like, you know, I could be the guy who knows a lot about senior housing. And with a book, I could be the guy who wrote the book about senior housing. And so that's what I did. I just made a list of all the questions people ask me in their living rooms, all the questions, you know, people should ask, um, you know, just, uh, you know, pros and cons of all the different ways to sell your house and just really scripted it out like that. Took a long time, a couple hundred hours and, but at the end, uh, that was my first book, the home to home, the step-by-step -step senior housing guide. And all I did was I just printed out copies and I just start giving them to people that were already in my pipeline, you know, as my business card, that kind of thing. And it, we can talk about some of the, the, so, the ways that it expanded, but it, it was pretty powerful. It still is. I still right, right. So let me ask you something with this particular niche, because you don't hear a lot of people talking about seniors. Mm -hmm. um, what make this particular niche separate from a lot of other ones? Because you got people going after vacant, free and clear, high equity. But seniors uh, seem to be something that a lot of people don't even talk about yeah. or go after. Uh, and then having the patience to deal with a lot of elderly senior people. Um, so I'm assuming that's how you came in and you know, you develop this, this way of rapport of, of meeting with people, speaking with them. So yes. how, how first, how did you figure out, man, this is like a good lead source. I need to continually target this and this may be my, you know, 
my niche right here. So yeah. Well, well, one way was people were paying crazy prices. Like I said, starting in 2017, I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, but all over the country that's happening. And one thing I was noticing was, is the seniors homes that I was buying. I was, I was buying the homes, but I wasn't always the highest offer. And so a lot of investors get it into their mind incorrectly that the number one thing the sellers care about is price. And yeah, are there some sellers that care about price? Sure. Is that the number one concern of all sellers? Absolutely not. And what I found was with the seniors, it was even less, you know, they were more concerned about like, I bought, I got bought one house and I was, I was, they took my offer. They had an offer of $10,000 more. And I mean, these aren't like expensive houses. This isn't like a million dollar house. This is like, you know, 10,000 bucks on a hundred thousand dollar house. So that's a significant amount of money different. So I actually called the seller about six months afterwards. And I just asked them, I said, Hey, you remember me, Max from save your home buyers. And they're like, yeah, I remember you. I said, you know, did you have a higher offer? They said, yes. And I was like, well, why'd you pick me? And the reason is because they said, because we trusted you, you know, the other people were offering more money, but they just kind of kept telling us how crappy our, our house was and you seem to like genuinely care if, you know, that we made the best decision, whether, um, you know, we worked with you or not. And that to them was worth more than $10,000 is, is, um, is that trust. So I was like, okay, you know, that's a no brainer. I looked into the data when I started list pulling. And what I found was, is, you know, 10,000 people in America are turning 65 every single day and the fastest growing age group in America is 85 and up, which is uh, 4,000 people a day are turning 85. And when folks get older, you know, what are they going to do with their 2,500 square foot house that they raised their kids in, in, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you know, they're going to downsize. Some of them haven't been upstairs in five years and there's deferred maintenance and they need a different place to live. And the baby boomers are, are reaching this age where they're starting to downsize. So, I was like, if I have a choice between a small group of people to work with and the largest, if I have a choice, I'll choose the largest. If I have a choice between, you know, price sensitive millennials that'll probably get on 14 different apps to shop your offer around and go around you for a hundred bucks. Seniors aren't like that. Seniors are slow to trust because people are always trying to sell them crap. But when they do trust you, they're very loyal. They're not going to rat you out for a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or in this case, even 10,000. Plus, I just liked working with them. You know, I felt like when I started buying houses, my grandma had already passed away. But I felt like when I was in their homes, like I was talking to my grandma. And I was just thinking, you know, if I wasn't in the picture, this, you know, what kind of experience, what what kind of person would I want in my grandma's house, you know? And so that's sort of how I, um, that's how I thought of it. And like I said, all the data lined up and there was a huge education gap. And I knew from teaching at a title one school, you know, where the kids, you know, struggled academically. I, I, I saw firsthand every day what happens when there's big education gaps. And you know what? Some amazing things happen because when there's big gaps between what you need to know and what you actually know, if you're the person that fills that gap, those people love you. And you, you basically have a customer and advocate for life. I noticed that with my students. I'd have students that this is like their third time to try to pass the ninth grade. You know, they're 17, they have two kids and I poured into them and helped them and they passed and they did really good after they got over that hurdle. 
So I just I kind of saw the same opportunity with these seniors. You know, the adult children, sometimes they live all over the country. They grew up in Louisiana and then they moved. And now somebody lives in Florida. Now somebody lives in Nebraska. Well, what are they supposed to do when mom gets old or dad, like quit their job and pull their kids out of school and move back home? It's a really stressful, uneasy time. And I found that people who have a lot of assets, who have a lot of money, they've got estate planning attorneys, they've got CPAs, but what about regular folk? What about people who are bus drivers and now they own their house and they got to move? And so I saw this like massive pool of people that needed help. So I just started using my book. I created a workbook because I'm a teacher. You got to have a workbook. Right, I started right. doing like educational seminars at uh, churches. And, you know, before I was an author, they were like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a real estate investor. And they're like, oh, no, thanks. You know, we don't, we're cool because they didn't know who to trust. But then right. when I'm an author and I'm an educator and I'm positioned differently, all of a sudden I have a message that's very unique. Very few people are copying it in my area, which is zero. So I, I compete in a market of, of one. I'm the market. And, and what I'm producing and what I'm giving people is actually valuable. It's not a brochure or a postcard that they throw in the trash. It's something that can actually help them. It's a, it's a non-fiduciary planning document that nobody else in the market is doing for one of the most valuable customer niches in all of single family real estate. So that's why I did it. When you really break down the numbers, it's kind of a no brainer. And now we have a program where we actually license our books all over the country. So I've got a gift for your listeners at the end uh, that we'll talk about, but it's, it's been a cool journey. And I, I'm just saying the most powerful thing I've done in my marketing is to lead every funnel with education and to lead it with a book. Because when I do that, the people look at me as more credible, more serious. I give, they get to read my book for five hours when I'm not there. So by the time I go over to the house, you know, they've already read my book. They're already sold on me. So I don't have to feel like I'm interviewing for a job. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. That, that make a lot of sense. Uh, appreciate it, man. That's, that's really been a real go giver. Mm -hmm. um, going back to what you were saying about the, the data. So um, most of your elderly or seniors, most of these people own their homes free and clear too. Right. Uh, that's a good, that's a big plus, unless you got people who have reverse mortgages or taken mm -hmm. out a mortgage or whatever, or they can't afford it. Um, so with the data that you find and a lot of leads that you may come across, um, most of these homeowners, they, they are free and clear. So I'm sure that that makes the negotiation or even helping that person even better um, to at least try to get them close to what they're asking for or maybe work something out. Uh, have you had any problems with that? I mean, I know you said that the book, the book is kind of like an introduction of, hey, this is what I do. And you leave that behind, like you say, and then afterwards you may follow up with them. Hey, you have any questions? Is that kind of the process that you 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 work working like that? Great questions. Yeah. So we put out, we put out normal marketing, just like everybody else does. The only difference is it works a lot better. And the reason is because instead of the same boring message that everybody generic message that everybody gets, you know, when you send out a generic message, people just ignore it because there's, there's more, people are getting more stuff in the mail, more stuff on Facebook than they've ever gotten in the history of, of, of uh, human like society. <laughs> so in the last 5,000 years today, 
uh, people are getting more messages that they're ignoring and they're, um, you know, there's more ways for somebody to sell their house online by uploading some pictures to an app um, to a company that can pay 30, 40 grand more than you could ever pay in a million years. So it's like, if, how are you going to adapt? Because if you don't, you're not going to stay in business. And so for me, for my seniors, it's real simple. When I send the mail, I'm speaking exactly to senior homeowners. I'm not talking to anybody else. So my message is like I'm reading their mind. Okay. Then there's a picture of me with my book saying, hey, if you're ready to sell your house or get figure out what the options are, here's the number to call. But if you're not ready, call our office. Here's a picture of our newest book. Uh, it's $12.99 normally. But if you call our office, we'll send you a copy for free. And so when we started doing that, our direct mail response went from about 1% to about 3%. So we're getting three times as many calls just by putting our book there, because most people, when you send them a marketing message, they're not ready to do anything right now. And even if you make a great impression, if you're not there exactly when they need to sell, then you'll, they'll forget about you. And so what's cool about what we do is we give people two opportunities to do something. They raise their hand. They say they want a book. We send them a copy and we say, no, we're going to give you a copy of the book for free, but there's a catch. And they're like, okay, what is it? I'm like, well, if we send you the book, you have to read it because it doesn't do any good. It's just like a paperweight. And they're like, no, 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 we'll read it. We'll read it. And I'm like, you promise? I'm like, yes. I'm like, okay. And then here's the second catch is that, is that your feedback and, and opinions on the content of the book is super valuable for us because we want to continue to make our local programs better and better. So, um, so how long will it take you to read the book? They say, you know, a couple of weeks. I said, well, why don't we put something on the calendar? I'll call and get your feedback on the book. And they say, yes, about a hundred percent people pick up the phone and answer when we've made that call. So now when we're following up, it's not about, Hey, when are you going to hurry up and sell me the house so I can wholesale it and make some money, which is how most investors conversations go or sound like nobody says that, but you know what I mean? The feeling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, you're really just, yeah, really just calling them because yeah. you're just trying to figure out when they're going to do something that'll make you money. But this is right. totally different. We've pivoted it and, and now we've created accountability um, for them to read the book when they consume the content. 99% of the book, 1% of the book is about us and what we do. 99% is the exact questions that they're having. So they read it cover to cover. And then when we talk to them, we're not saying, when are you going to hurry up and sell the house? We just get, say, what? Well, what what'd you think about the book? And then they just go, oh, it's amazing. I never thought of this. This is a game changer. And they just start telling you their life story and their whole plan. Right. They trust you and they're really open. So the way that we buy houses and help people with their real estate, um, you know, dilemmas is, is totally different than you would just saying, oh, what's the situation? How much do you want to get? And just turning it into some kind of price negotiation. Right. We don't even talk about that. No, they don't even talk about it. Like till the very end, that's, and then by the time that happens, it's, we work out a fair offer, but that is like the least of our concerns. Cause we're working with people who care about something other than just price is their number one criteria. Right. So let me ask you a little bit about the book. So the book is actually a brand, right? Is it a brand now? Something that you branded and, uh, can anybody get a copy of it or is it something that uh, they have to, is it licensed through you yeah. uh, along with the lead generations? I guess, I'm, okay, let's talk about a little bit about more about the book and then the lead generation. Is that a system software you have or is that basically 
more does that the book goes with it or how yeah. is that how does that look great question well, what happened was is i started giving my book out i started figuring out all these different ways i could attach it to what i'm already doing ways that it could kind of open up new opportunities and um and so my friends in my mastermind who are other real estate investors were like hey that sounds pretty cool. Like, you know, you're not buying houses in Florida. You're not buying houses in California or Louisiana. Can we use your book here? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, maybe let me try to figure something out. And so I created a licensing program where we take the book, which is really just a reference document. I mean, the, the different types of senior housing, you know, chapter five is about the same in Dallas as it is in Louisiana. This is in Connecticut. So we keep about 95% of it the same. And then we just customize 5%. We write in the real estate investor agent story. And so instead of them spending a couple hundred hours writing and learning how to market a book that we already have proven for the last three years, right. we just let people pay a one-time fee to license our book. It's by application only. We limit the number of people who can be in our program um, just because we don't want a bunch of books bouncing into each other and just keep it exclusive. And so we license it. And then um, the people use it in their local markets. And then we have like an implementation course with all of our templates and our cheat sheets and all of our scripts so that people, and it's primarily uh, people who have done at least a deal, you know, or two, they understand that these deals are really valuable. And so their ability, and they just want to stand out more in their market and they want to, they're already working with the senior niche, you know, but they're like, they're not sure how to work, go to the next level and work with them more. Those are usually the folks that reach out to us. And then within 30 days, um, with about an hour of their time, they have a book with their face on it and it's customized and they can hand it out to their prospects. And then we do a weekly call. We have about 120 people who have licensed uh, one of our three book systems and we're just adding a fourth. It turned into a whole nother business, which I never, I never, if you had asked me, you know, five, six years ago, if I'd ever write a book, I would tell you there's a zero chance. And then if you had told me that I would have created a publishing company that helps people get into a book faster so they can use it to get more deals or more private money, um, I would have never said that in a million years. So, you know, God has a plan for everybody. Does man. I was about to say that, you know, he says God gives you ideas, concepts, witty inventions. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all what God has. And then you helping people, of course. So that's a good thing. So God has, uh, blessed you with that that idea to do that so uh tell us a little bit again i know you said there's a link but um is that link just a specific maybe like a free book or is it uh is it uh, how can we get the book like how can we get in contact with you and actually get a hold of the book and start uh maybe if we want to well well this is my other question too so i know you say it's only by application what about other areas? Like, do you have people that are getting the book, getting licensed in the same state, city? Yeah. Uh, right. is that, has that been a problem or an issue? No, not at all. Yeah. So one thing that's cool about our system is we allow you to completely customize the cover. You can pick your own title. And then obviously you're on the front of it. So there's no two books that look the same. So that's really right. cool. But even right. with that said, for the senior book, I just want to limit it because I'm I can only really work with so many people at once and I want to pour into my members because I want them to be successful. And so, um, so that's why we limit it. 
and it's just by metropolitan statistical area, but it's about one person per 500,000 of population. So if you're in a city that's 500,000 or less and somebody's not in there, you'd be the only one. It's just first come first serve, but yeah, we just do it like that. And the link that I'll give you at the end is, um, is a link to our new book. So if you don't want a license, you're not ready for that, but you're interested in either writing a book or writing an ebook or just having social media content that converts better. We wrote this new book, which is called the real estate investors, real estate, uh, real estate investor book writing checklist. And it's basically the framework that we use every time we write a new book. So if you're interested in educating your, with your marketing, this basically gives you the framework of what needs to be in your document for it to really be education. I have a master's degree in teaching. Um, so, and I've already used it in three, four book systems. So we were qualified to speak to it, but I didn't want to keep it all to myself. So, um, so I put that in that book. So for folks that kind of want to go the DIY, um, they can go to the website that we'll put in the show notes and we'll say at the end. And then, um, but then for folks who are like, Hey, this is cool, but I don't want to write my own book. I just want to plug in to this stuff. Let me know, like, how do I find out if it's available and all the details and you know, everybody has questions. Um, you can go to that same website and there's a couple links there to reach us. And then we can answer any of your questions and um, just kind of go from there. Okay. Okay. Well, Max, tell us, um, like, uh, are you in multiple markets now? Have you been concentrating more? Like, uh, are you doing wholesaling, rehabbing, subject tools? Is it a little bit of all those or just one specific thing? I know you're probably real busy with the book too and the publishing, but as yeah. far as real estate wise, is there any specific um, strategy or, or um, thing that you're doing? Yeah, wholesaling has been um, the standard for the last two years. Because for us, it's just, you know, rehabbing is a full-time job and you have to have a lot of jobs going to keep your crew from leaving and, you know, material costs. And I just don't really want to mess with all that. And most of the houses I'm buying are from seniors. So they don't, they really just kind of need like a cosmetic rehab, which if they're in a lower price point area, it makes them really good for rentals. And usually landlords are willing to pay the most. So just wholesaling the houses that need a cleanup or a little updating the landlords has been our highest ROI strategy. And then I have some people, if it's like real intense that I um, sell to at a little lower ARV, um, but the market's just super hot. So any houses that you get sell really easily. And I, probably I could hotel them houses too, probably. Yeah, we've done some of that clean, too. Clean them up Absolutely. a little bit, put a little paint on it, you know, and. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two best strategies right now. And they, probably are for most people across most markets. And, you know, somebody can rehab them, but the margins were just getting lower and lower. And once it gets below like 30 grand, it's not worth it to me to rehab it and put all that time and effort in. It might be to other folks, but right. I'd rather just make 15 or 18 and just wholesale it. So that's right. been our strategy. Yeah, that's good. Well, Max, man, tell us again, how to get hold of you. I know we're going to have some of the links in the show notes, but yeah. for those who are listening right now, I'm sure they're anxious to get a copy of your book or see how they can get licensed in the area and kind of get this thing going. So, uh, yeah, share a little bit with us about uh, how we can get a hold of you and um, how we can get started. Yeah, it's pretty simple. You just go to dealschasingyou.com. So deals with an S, uh, chasingyou.com forward slash Rose, R-O-S-E. 
okay. then that'll give you a copy of the book. We normally sell it for $9.99, but I'll just have it while, it, while the link is up and active, um, you know, for the first 25 people that click on it, they can download a copy of it for free, get access to it. And then our contact info is in there. So if you have any questions or feedback on the book and what you thought of it or what the next steps are in your marketing journey, because really it's, like I said, it's all about getting more deals, um, no deals, you know, no business. And uh, for us, we just, I just like working with seniors. There's so many of them. And um, so it just, it was kind of a no brainer, but um, you know, if you have a different niche that you're interested in, you could do the same thing. You know, you can create your own how-to book and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's a great move. So this will save you a lot of time because when I wrote my book, what I didn't say was, is I wrote about half of it and I had to go back and kind of redo it all because I'd never written a book before. I didn't have a framework. You know, I, I, I was a math teacher, not an English teacher. So it right, took a little right. while, but what's cool is, is kind of what you said earlier is the truth is that, you know, when it was just, when it was all about, Hey, how to, what, you know, how to make Max rich, you know, like that's, that's the game. There wasn't, pretty much anybody in line to, for that, you know, people don't like folks that are just, just want to help themselves. But when I right. kind of went back to my roots, when I went back to, you know, the max that was, you know, putting in light bulbs at my grandma's friends' houses right. and being just, a servant, being, being a, a servant, servant. like, like yeah. I was in the classroom, you know, yeah. like I, when I was a classroom, how I had all seven years, how we had success on the basketball court, the track, field, you know, everything was about being servant. And so the first two years of real estate, I was just trying to be hotshot real estate investor. And this helped me kind of go back to the way yeah. I really am. You know what, to be honest, I felt a lot of pressure to be like that. I felt like, you know, I had to learn all the negotiating techniques. I had right. to be a hard right. closer. Otherwise I was a wimp. And that's not true. Yeah. Like people want to work with people that they trust that actually care about them, that want to help them. And so I've just found when, like you said, when I elevated the mission above me, because a lot of the books we give out, we probably give out about 50 books a month. And most of those people were never going to help directly. But it's like when you share like that, it, right. it comes back. But if you don't give out, you know, my pastor says that uh, you can't you can't receive any blessings with a closed fist. Right, right. You know? And That's it's, it's kind of true. So yep. give first, you know, you you'll receive in multiples. It's a guarantee. It's in the Bible. It's a guarantee. Right. I think, man, when you go through some things and it humbles you, too, and you realize that. And, and like we say, it's nothing wrong with making money. Money is not evil. Like people say, well, the money is evil. No, that scripture is incorrect when people quote it. Money right. is not evil. Money is a tool. But at the same time, um, money is a it, you get it by providing a service. And we're not trying to take advantage of people. And you're dealing with senior elderly people, people that. Uh, I was talking to a guy, man, he was 99 years old and this guy was smart as a whip. He oh, yeah. was reading contracts and you'll be surprised. But it was just I like hearing the stories like, man, yeah. how, you know, the history of what they did and and things like that. Like you said, with my grandmother, I'm like, tell me about how you came up and what you did. And wow. and sometimes that is more valuable than anything. And, um, man, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a blessing. And, you know, they say, um, to see a person live that long, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they had to have been doing something right. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's just a lot of wisdom. So, yeah, I've always enjoyed that. I'm in the same way. Like I said, my grandma made it to almost 91 
And she, you know, she grew up on a farm in South Texas and she didn't know how to speak English and, you know, she had to learn English. And then, you know, during World War II, speaking German, not real popular. So they had to like pretty much stop speaking German. Right. And, um, and, you know, it's just going through the depression, the government came and killed all their cattle. And, and I go back and read about what was going on in the thirties and it's just amazing. And these folks, these are the, some of the wisest, best people in our country. They're loyal to the country. They're just right. great people. So it's fun to go to work and help those people, even in a very lucrative field like we're in for real estate. So it's a, yeah, it's a win-win and I'm 40 and I plan on uh, doing this for a long time. Right. Right. That's good, man. Well, look, uh, the name of the show is Diving to Real Estate Investing for Newbies. And uh, can you just give us, um, I guess, a few things or one thing you would uh, advice you would give somebody that's new that's trying to get into this industry like what what wisdom or words of uh and you know nuggets you would give to them yeah the one that i would give uh, most people don't ever talk about which is weird because it's the most powerful thing there is in marketing so we've already established marketing is really important but right. within marketing the most important part of marketing is is who deciding who you're going to go and work with because that affects the messaging that affects the communication. And if you're not communicating something different, then the folks don't know what to do. And you're just wasting your time. You're wasting your money. And it's just like, it's like the lottery or something, you know, it's just like, I hope, I hope this, I hope my offers go through. We don't have to hope the people are, they have tears in their eyes when we walk in and it's because they know that these are the, these are the people. I mean, I've had so many people say, I was praying for, for somebody to come and help me and right. you, you know, shit, what do you say after that? You know what I mean? Like that's the power of, of having messaging that resonates with um, the people you're working with. So just don't try to be all things to all people, because unless you have, unless you live in a town of a hundred people with no competition or you have a million dollar a year marketing budget, that strategy um, isn't going to be effective. Right. Well, man, thanks, Max, for being on the show. Appreciate you taking out your time. And uh, hey, for y'all listening out there, I'll have his information in the show notes, the links. Uh, go grab the book. Uh, I'm sure I, I know that I will. And uh, thanks again for listening. In, and I'll see you on the next podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at DiveIntoRealEstateForNewbies.com.